we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We're not dressed for this. I don't need to ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. As always, it's your host, Eddie Estrada, and I'm here with Armin today to talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Armin, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Eddie, uh, but there was a bit of news today, and I'm pretty disappointed by it. Yes, and if you guys don't know, that news is the fact that Lisa Vanderpump today revealed to Daily Mail that she will not be going to the reunion and may not be returning for the next season of Beverly Hills, which I've been calling for, I don't know, since before the season even started. I just think the best move is to show up to the reunion, give your side of the story, fight for your point of view, and then, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. However the viewers perceive it, wherever they side on, that's just what happens. And to just not even show up, I remember how everyone reacted to Adrian not showing up and everyone was pissed and she's going to pull the same move. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm a fan of Vanderpump, but I'm not a fan of LVP. And she honestly lost so much respect in my eyes. If she if she does not show up to the reunion, I hope she might still just pull. This might be like, oh, I'm pulling the wool over your eyes. Like, yeah. I'm going to show up. But I mean... It's honestly like what she said was the point of reunion is to reunite with the people, reunite the ladies together. And it doesn't seem like that's what's going to happen. But that's not the point of the reunion. But that's not the point of the reunion. The point of the reunion is to come together and discuss what happened over the season. Have a chance to defend yourself. Have a chance to come back and, you know, really prove, you know, I didn't do this. If you really didn't, you should have the strength and confidence in your own conscience to go sit on that couch and say, you know what? I have been attacked by you guys nonstop. X, Y, and Z proves A, B, and C. Let's move forward. Or if she did it, I would respect the hell out of her. She sat on that couch and said, you know what? I have wronged you. I have, you know, lied to you, but I don't want this to affect our relationship moving forward. I'm hoping that if we can all forgive and forget, we can, because that's all the ladies want at the end of the day anyways. Yep. Everyone it does not want Kyle Richards to be attacked. Everyone thinks this is a huge, like, you know, stick them. There was actually someone who said, it was really funny. I can't remember. It was some, someone tweeted about it, but a comedian said that the ladies getting LVP on doggy gate or whatever is like Chicago getting um, Al Capone on tax evasion. Where it's right. like, she has the history. There are worse crimes. There's worse crimes she yeah. has committed. But just because she had the one slip up here, this is what they're going to go on on. And we've been seeing it. We And we see the producers have kind of been, I want to say, the producers have even, even been anti-LVP with the whole 24 hours later, with the lie detector test, bringing Brandy on and having Brandy for the sole reason to tarnish Vanderpump's name, which we'll get into. But I was living for that Brandy scene because you know how much I love Brandy. But... I don't know. I just feel like Lisa has to show up to the reunion. Until it happens or doesn't happen, I'm holding out hope. But reunions are for retrospectives, for redemption. revelations, redemption, receipts. 
and all the re's, all the re's, um, and sometimes to reunite. But I could point to many a reunion where you didn't get reunification, and in fact, you got like further division a point no further than season nine of the real housewives of atlanta exactly i was gonna say Another atlanta yeah but show up at least you have some dignity going out i agree with her not coming back to the show yeah i mean she said it made she didn't say she was not coming back to the show but she said she intimated she that. said the show's made it very hard for me to be able to come back they they ruined that which Makes sense, which makes me even further believe the idea that the producers were making her look bad because she decided to not do the show anymore. Show up, Lisa. You ha- Like Lisa Renna says, you have a job, you signed a contract, you show up. Yeah. I don't know. Disappointing. Yes. I, I you know, I there's a ton of LVP fans out there, some hardcore ones. And, you know, I just want, you know, instead of people being like, oh, the mean girls made it so hard for her to come back. The mean girls this, you know, like they're the reason that she's not coming back. No. Lisa's the reason she's not coming back. It's her own decision. Hey, Lisa herself has walked into the lion's den. She has. We have brought this up multiple times during this season. She has been ganged up on before. before, and, And she says she always returns leaving the pack. Right. What's different about this time? She might not return leading the pack. But she'll still return. But you know what? We're not going to see that. See, I feel like uh, Lisa should have made an attempt. She should have at least made an attempt, even though she knew she was going to lose. Go out swinging. It's the bravery and the courage of standing up there and saying, you know what? I'm standing in my truth. That's but you know what? what? She, done. she gave us nine great seasons. You know, she we had a good run. can't be mad in the end. We can't be mad. Like I said, I'll always have love for Vanderpump. And Vanderpump Rules. And Vanderpump Rules. You know, all is forgiven 100% if she gives us Vanderpump Vegas. Yes. Um, which was beautiful. Oh, right. Why didn't you tell us about it? Well, yeah. I mean, it was just gorgeous. Um, we just did a walkthrough because we got there super late and we just wanted to see it. So we didn't get to try any of the delicious things, but I will be back in Vegas. Um, in a couple months for Life is Beautiful, which a lot of the Vanderpump Rules cast goes to as well. So maybe I saw Billy Lee today <laughs> out coming out of yoga on her bike. <laughs> I called out James Kennedy on Twitter. You did. That, that went over well, actually. Yeah. With but, Twitter. But enough about Vanderpump. Yes. Let's get into... She wasn't even in this episode. There, She was referred to a lot. So we'll true, get into that. True. A lot that. of flashbacks. That's true. Um, But let's get into the first kind of, I think, big story of this episode. And that was... Lisa Renna and her family. So basically the scene that's playing out is they're having a family barbecue and you know, um, the topic of Amelia's eating disorder comes up again and she's allergic to a lot of food. She can't eat things, you know, she can't eat corn, she can't eat this. And so she's deciding not to eat at this dinner and it's really upsetting her dad. And she kind of comes at him and she's like, what, is this going to be an issue? Like, you know, my what's food, up yeah, what's up with their energy? Your energy's effed up, which I get why she was like defensive and upset because she can't participate because of her allergies, which I don't know if it was 100% her allergies or if, you know. She also said she wasn't hungry. She wasn't she hungry. She doesn't like that salad. Yeah, but, you know, it's, it's hard when um, someone has... An eating disorder, it's not, like Lisa Rinna said, it's not something that's, you know, a one-time thing, you're cured, you're cured, you're done. Like, it's it doesn't work like that. It's an everyday battle, 
and it's something very hard and overcome and someone saying I'm not hungry could just be a deflection topic. And that's that's what kind of what really worried me watching this was I was seeing her go, you know, I'm not hungry or I can't eat this or like, oh, I don't need that. or, And those are all little tactics and tools that you can, you know, use to kind of deflect away from food. And it really made me hurt because like Lisa said, it's hard to see my daughter be going through something and not be able to know how to help her and just see her struggle and to see her not be able to be herself. And I completely feel for both Amelia and Lisa Renna. And I think these conversations are conversations that need to be had conversations that are used to be very hidden and dark um, and scary, but it's something that's way more common than people, people know. And, you know, so many people came out in support of Amelia for talking about this. Um, We've seen it on, you know, New York, we've seen it on countless other shows and it's, it's really nice to, you get conversations not only about, you know, eating disorders, but also mental health and anxiety and all these other things that are used to plague our community and society in secret. It's really nice to see these out in the air and the light in the public and showing everyone, you know, you're not alone. You could be going through this, but I'm going through this as well. And we can go through this together. Well said, Eddie. And I also felt for Rena when she had that sort of universal parental introspective moment saying, did I fuck up my kids? Am, am I the reason why my kids are fucked up? I really felt for Rinna in that moment. I also felt for Harry, though. Yeah. Even Rinna said, stop breaking him. Stop breaking him. And look, I don't live with Harry Hamlin, so I don't know his common energy, his like typical wavelength. Yeah. Um, but from what we've seen on camera, he's a pretty low-key guy. In fact, before that scene turned on him, we were actually commenting together on the fact that Harry Hamlin is so subdued at he's, all times. And he's so chill. He's the coolest guy. He's so chill. So I'm not sure if his energy changed. Maybe it did. We're not in the room or in that case, in the backyard. Uh, but I felt bad because he was taking a beating. <laughs> he really was. So um, it was it was it was rough. I did feel bad for him, too. But. You know, Amelia could have just very been defensive. Empathetic. She's yes. yeah, she's a teenager no, I'm very still. Empathetic. She's in high school. She's she's eighteen years old. She just had prom, like right. senior ball. Like she's gonna have these outbursts. Like she's a teenager. And I I kind of liked you know Delilah being like, "Are you allergic to salad?" Like trying to be like, "Do you, can you do this?" Like she was trying to be helpful and like diffuse the situation, but clearly was not working. Yeah, it was awkward. But and I then did, she flipped Harry Harry off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh poor Harry. <laughs> Well, I mean, I also did like to see, you know, that family dynamic because, you know, no one's family is perfect. I was such a brat, such a brat when I was like a young teenager. I like remember like I would just like huff and snuff and like I was just, you know. Would you puff? No. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) So you huff, but you didn't puff? No. Yeah. But, you know, I was just, you know, I just had this attitude where it was like, I'm over this. I'm cooler than this, you know, and it's like. You're not cooler than your family. And you're definitely not cooler than Harry Hamlin. And you're definitely not cooler than Harry Hamlin. Okay. Um, let's talk about the trip. So the ladies are going on another trip, and it's to Provence and France. <laughs> Provence and France. Provence and France. This has been a very trip-heavy season. I mean, yeah, because they went to Hawaii. They went to the Bahamas. These ladies camping Beverly Hills, in Thousand Oaks. Camping, yeah. Like, I think it was, like, somewhere just around here. But right. still, they're, you know, they're doing a lot of trips, which I really like because... You know, most shows get like one or two trips a season. Beverly Hills, these ladies have the opportunity, freedom, and wealth to travel 
as much as they want. And I really like that because it's fun seeing these ladies in different environments. And I think seeing them in Europe is going to be really cool because we don't know if Dorita's British or not. We'll find out. Um, you know, I think Lisa Renna will definitely hit on a few French bus boys here and there. Erica Jane as well. <laughs> and historically, one of their best trips ever uh, was in Europe, in, in, in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam. Right. Well, that was because there was a lot of drama. Well, that's my point. Um, yeah, true. I guess had, it was, it was had, less about Amsterdam and Europe and more about the drama. We had Kyle Richards running out of the room <laughs> when her sister was getting attacked. But, and it doesn't look like, well, we'll get into it, but... Basically, they're planning this trip to Provence, and they're trying to decide whether or not Camille should be invited. And, you know, the big issue with Camille is she's two-faced. We've seen St. Camille. We've known St. Camille for the past few years. But now we're seeing her old side come out as well, which makes you think, has she just been really good for the cameras? Is this darker Camille really what she's like? And, I mean, it kind of bugs me because she's, like, such a shit talker about all of her friends. Like she doesn't have like a core one, one or two friend who she's like, Oh yeah. Da, 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 and does not talk about them. No. Yeah. I mean, she has definitely been two faced this season. I think the only person she hasn't talked shit on is Denise because Denise was the person who heard her out on all her shit talking. Yes. Um, but she probably at some point has talked shit on Denise, just not on camera. She's definitely talked shit about Denise. You know, she has, but to be fair, I think, Everybody on this cast it's talks L-A, shit. It's L.A., Armin. Everyone talks shit about everyone. They're all too fast. I don't talk shit about you, though. Don't oh, thank worry. You. I don't talk shit about you. Thank you. <laughs> but I think Rinna is kind of being hypocritical because she isn't going to Camille straight to her face and saying, hey, Camille, I don't like the way you're being two-faced. I mean, she has kind of broached the subject, but... She's kind of being two faced herself. I mean, going behind her back, telling Dorit about what. Well, she even said, she she's said. like, I shouldn't have said that thing to Dorit. She's like, I was mad at Camille in the moment. Right. And, you know, she was the one who, who got that. And when everyone else is like, hey, this is what's happening, I think she's right. I think she's like, own it. And I think she would call Camille out. It's not like these ladies get to see each other all the time. And, you know, they do have to plan out when they're filming True. and doing stuff like that. They can't just go interact by themselves randomly. Like, they have to let production know, like, there's a whole whole list of rules. And they did say they were going to call her out in Provence. And they were going to, you know, address the situation in Provence. Um, but what did you think about Camille saying that Teddy snubbed her daughter? Do you think Teddy would do that? Yeah, of course you I do. do. Yes. I oh, see, I don't I don't believe it. Teddy can be petty. But so can Camille and Camille can like over exaggerate things that happen. To exploit your own daughter? For uh, a moment on screen, that would be messed up. That's that's what I'm going to say about that. Is she capable of that? Maybe. Maybe. The way you're looking at me, I, I could be wrong here, but... I mean, all of these women have used their daughters in some form for a storyline. Lisa Rinda's done it with Pandora. Or Lisa Vanderpump's done it with Pandora. Lisa Rinda does it with both of her daughters. Cal does it with Portia the most, Sophia and Farah and the other one. And then you have Kim Richards with but her to daughters. to throw her in the mix of some drama, that's different. You know, Kyle taking Portia out to do something fun is different. That's trying to show mother-daughter time. Uh, Lisa and Pandora being this, like, dynamic mother-daughter business duo. No, but duo. Pandora's thrown in all the, all the drama, too. But I think that's more by choice because Pandora is an adult. She has yeah. agency. But Camille's daughter is 17 years old. 
And it would be unfortunate if she had to then be in front of the camera uh, and address it if this was a complete lie. So I, mean, I doubt it. I I don't think she could make this up. I don't know. Maybe we'll agree to disagree. This, you know but... what this is? If she did do that, if she did lie to just throw Teddy under the bus, um, this is almost like swearing on your kids adjacent. Like Ramona. It's it's very similar. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh. Or Kristen Doty. When I, Kristen Doty swore on her family, family and lied about it. But like the thing about Camille is like I could totally see, see Camille being like, oh. Teddy didn't address my daughter. Teddy didn't like go and have a moment with her and like say something to her and like maybe said, Oh, hi. And that was the snub of like, Oh, I don't really know you. I'm not going to sit and talk. And if Teddy was feeling uncomfortable at the wedding to begin with, I don't think she was going to go up to Camille's family and be like, Oh, it's so nice to meet all of you. You guys have heard all the shit I've been talking about. If a 17 year old says hi to you at the airport. And she says hi back. Supposedly she doesn't though. Supposedly she snubs her. Teddy has sort of been on a warpath this season. Teddy can't be on a warpath. You saying Teddy's on a warpath is being like, yeah, that rabbit ravaged the city. It's like... I don't know. I mean, she has been inserting herself in a lot of situations. For example, when Dorit and Kyle are having a conversation after the Boy George concert, suddenly Teddy's like ravenous. Like, like I'm, I want to go after Dorit and PK, even though it kind of wasn't her business in that moment. It was like much more about Kyle. I mean, it was all about Kyle. Yeah. Because the, it was PK's statement to Kyle. And suddenly Teddy's like, I'm going to correct this. I'm going to make sure PK is held accountable. That is true. She's she's deep in it. And I also thought it was humorous that Camille is like talking about Camille or Teddy's accountability and not being able to take criticism when literally she is debating whether or not to come to the reunion herself because she's afraid the women are going to criticize her and they might hold her accountable for the things that she's been doing. It's very hypocritical. It's very hypocritical. But I don't think she's wrong. I don't think Teddy holds herself accountable. She may be good at holding other people accountable. I think that's pretty clear. She is good at that. She's good at her job. Is she good at holding herself accountable? I don't think anyone really is. And I think that's, you know, that's part of life. It's hard. It's hard to own it. But you know who does own it? Own it! Brandy Glanville. When she comes back <laughs> on the scene in this episode. So Brandy and Denise have been friends through a friend for a while. And they go to have wine. Um, well, Brandy has wine, and Denise is my girl and has her Casamigos Reposado, you know. She only drinks tequila. She's exclusively tequila. I, it was really funny because actually this weekend in Vegas, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I only drink tequila as I like was drinking like this vodka drink. And I was like, oh, well, maybe not all the time, but most of the time. I'm tequila because tequila is for, for you. You vouch for tequila often. And I, and I always bring tequila. Like if I'm like, you know, it's like, oh, I have to bring a bottle of something. It's like, I'm going to bring tequila because, you know, it gets people crazy too. It's a good, t- <laughs> it's a good time. Tequila Eddie. Um, but I think Brandy was brought in here for the sole reason of showing this other side of Lisa Vanderpump. Because as we saw and as we remember... Lisa and Brandy were like the best of friends, like even more so than Lisa and Kyle. Lisa and Brandy were like two peas in a pod, inseparable, BFFs, like would say Ken's second wife, like that close, like that close. And when you're that close with someone, you get to know a lot about them. So I personally believe Brandy Glanville because for one, Brandy Glanville does not worry about what her image at all. 
she'll say or do whatever because it's the truth and that's what she's she'll feeling. She'll say, say or it. slap anything. She will. <laughs> she has no filter. Like she's not going to like lie to your face. I remember my friend, I got my friend a cameo from her and she was like, yeah, I slept with some guy last night. Don't know. Don't know what he does for a job. Don't know what he like who he is, but like I have his number in case I ever need to have sex. And it's like, Okay, that was a cameo to a random person. That like, was the wildest cameo I've ever seen, she, by the her way. Her tit comes out at the end. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to reveal that yet. Oh, it gets say, graphic. Yeah. So Brandy Glanville on this cameo I have, which I will not share because I'm right. not I'm not gonna do this to her. Yeah. But it was for my friend Shanna for her birthday. And I mean it's also explicit. I don't even think yeah, and she's we can like, post that on social media. Yeah, she like goes off and she was gonna keep talking to my friend and then she's like driving while she's doing this cameo and her like boob falls out of her it was insane. And she still saved it and sent it through the cameo app. Like it wasn't even like because you know you can like redo a video. Right. Of she course. was just like, oh, no, this is good. I'm gonna just send it through. It's also easily 90 seconds, maybe longer. It's it's a long. It could be two minutes. And w- when her you know, when she has the mishap. When the tit pops out. I can't get that graphic. Um, <laughs> but when that happens, she's in the middle of a whole diatribe. It sounds like she's about to pop off for at least another minute or two. She's going to keep talking. The only right. reason she stopped was because the tit popped out. Yeah, and then she's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to say the tit popped out one more time. Then say on. it one more time. The tit popped out. <laughs> but um, I really did like, you know... Denise kind of understanding that Brandy's telling the truth because Denise trusts Brandy more than anyone. And she was like, she likes young, pretty blonde things. Me, Dorit, you. And she's trying to manipulate you to get you on her side because the rest of these women have stood up or will stand up to her. Also to piggyback on what you were saying in regards to production wanting to bring Brandy in. We should also point out that the season that Brandy is reflecting on in this scene is uh, the season that most parallels this current season in terms of the whole group turning on Lisa Vanderpump. So it's super relevant to get Brandy's insight here, right? Uh, because we can contrast what happened to Lisa in that season, which was season four, I want to say. I think you're right. And what's happening to Lisa now how she reacts, which is vastly different. She was willing to take them all head on in season four. Not willing to do that this year. Um, But the core principles of the drama are actually very similar. It all has to do with a story story. and planting it. And radar. (laughs) So it's kind of funny. It's really perfect. And I'm glad that they got her on. And Brandy says uh, that she is convinced Lisa planted uh, this radar online story. And I also thought it was funny that Brandy told Denise that Kim called Brandy to tell Brandy that Denise was a bitch when Denise did literally nothing to Kim Richards. She literally just defended Lisa Ren and was like, you yeah. should go talk to her. And Kim Richards like, ah, oh, that girl's a bitch. But that's unhinged Kim. I am telling you, I do not think, and I hate to say this, I don't think she's 100% sober, which breaks my heart. And it's not alcohol, it's pills. That, you want to see someone on pills? That's someone on pills. Completely different from Sonia Morgan. Kim is also extremely sensitive at times. It's very easy to cross Kim from what I've noticed. Yes. She doesn't have that like easy forgiveness button. I mean, she's still holding on to shit. And when you are on pills and prescriptions, you are a little bit more irritable. Your temper's a lot shorter. You're always on edge, which is another reason why she is kind of, you know, 
pops off and is has a very short temper and you cross her once and it's done. Also, uh, isn't it funny that Kim and Brandy are still so close considering where their relationship Was, started? Yeah. It's insane. And they, they they were pure enemies, hated each other. Brandy makes the whole comment about You're a uh, slut pig. Well, well, no, that's what Kim says to um Brandy and No, Brandy's, Kim doing meth in the Brand, bathroom. Yeah, Brandy said Kim was doing crystal meth in the bathroom. And look where they're they're at. Still today. I mean, they very quickly actually became friends, right? Yeah. Like the next season, but it's just amazing to me that they're best friends to this day. They both like to party. It was easy. <laughs> um well, the episode ends on a little bit of a more somber note. Yeah. Um, we get to see footage of, I mean, you guys get to see footage of the Los Angeles wildfires. We saw it in person. Yeah, these fires were devastating. It was insane. So many people were evacuated. Um, and it was intense. It was scary. Um, and a lot of people did lose their homes. No. It, yeah, it wasn't just Camille. There were so many other people. And I didn't even know Denise was evacuated. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I didn't know she was evacuated. Um, I mean, Miley Cyrus lost her home. A lot of other just, you know, regular people who don't have the same, you know, status as some of these people lost everything that they had. And the firefighters were working so hard and it was just so massive that it was hard to contain. I just remember just hearing story after story of, and they couldn't contain of, it. That was the thing. They of, had to just wait. They just had to wait. The animals, the, you know, the Malibu farms and zoos, like not being able to get out and them having to like airlift horses out. And, and you know, it was just so devastating to see the destruction yeah. that this had. And the, yes. The damage was so extensive. Obviously, so many yeah. people's lives impacted. Well, I'm sending all my prayers to anyone who was affected by this fire and, you know, to Camille and Denise and everyone else. Um, but next episode, it looks like we go to Provence. The ladies yeah. were actually on their way. So Camille and Denise are both not going on the trip because they are dealing with of this course. tragedy. Um, so all we have in um, France are Lisa Renna, Erica Jane, uh, Teddy, Dorit, and Kyle. And... It looks like it's going to be a pretty fun trip. It looks like everyone comes out or Kyle comes after Lisa Renna because of the whole Kim Richards thing. And as Erica Jane and everyone kind of jumps in on that and seems to attack Lisa. So I'm excited to see that fight. And it looks like Teddy gets into some shit. As always. Of course. And it looks like Dorit, <laughs> even though she might, she might maybe be from a small country in Europe. She does not know when she's back in Europe. <laughs> so... That's it for this week's recap of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. If you guys aren't already, wherever you're listening, subscribe. If that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or iTunes. And if you guys want to follow us on social, we are on Instagram and Twitter by searching Hot and Bravoed. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-A-D. And go to ButteredPop.com and get yourself a morally corrupt hat. It's pink. It's cute. I have one. I wear it literally every day. It's on my Twitter, which is at Eddie underscore Strata. If you want to see it, I posted it twice a day because I'm that obsessed with it. And uh, you can follow me at Armin Mahram. Get yourself a morally corrupt hat. See you guys next time.